but George doesn't understand our family. Azmin, do you do this? I think it runs in our family. Sometimes we have anxiety, our, our tias, our tios, our cousins. Oh, yeah. I, I know me. I could have a thousand positive feedback and then one bad. I just focus on that one bad one. Like, ah, uh, maybe the ride. <laughs> All right, 2H2Fers. We are back. It's Thursday. You know what that means. We're worried. It is. Cuevas Bebes. <laughs> Thirsty Thursdays. Hell yeah. We're back with Mrs. Estrada. Mrs. Not Miss. Mrs. Estrada. You know what? If you think that you're going to just like smooth yourself out into the weekend. Hell no. And then you don't know too hard, too fast. We're going to go hard and fast. (laughs) And that makes no sense. But you know what? We're going to talk about real stuff. And I appreciate this. I don't appreciate anything except for me prima. So sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Too hard, too fast. Into a ton. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, where I thought I had to be like this super like, like person. And it that it just, just goes against who I am. The podcast of the century. But... To answer your thing where like our family does all struggle. I think that there's a lot of mental health issues that we just don't discuss, unfortunately. So oh, I've discovered I've discovered therapy. Therapy is like my favorite thing. I have my self-medication right here. So I'm gonna do that too. But <laughs> no, right? Because, because you do therapy? You know, yeah. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about doing that too. I think I it's get good. To, huh? I think it's good. I think everybody should should go to therapy. <laughs> like sometimes. I, I want to, and I need to, because I, I get, I think I get six free counseling sessions with my insurance. So, and you should, I should, <laughs> I should just do it. Not because I good anything. And I always say that people are. No, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. Well, even George's wife told me. Uh, well, I could say her name, Jen. Um, even she told me, like, uh, you know, just even if you think you don't need it, it's still healthy. You know, it's like go, it's like seeing a doctor. Well, I mean, they are a doctor. You know what I mean? Just a mental health doctor. So. Uh, but I'm sorry, what, what were you saying? Though? Oh, you're uh, good. No, no, no. That's fine. Sorry. Um, no, just that, that like I, uh, during quarantine, like I started realizing exactly like what Jorge said, like I had developed certain like neural pathways, right? Like I had d- been doing certain actions that my brain kept trying to repeat and I kept expecting to have these different outcomes. Um, I was in a really bad place at the beginning of quarantine, which is why this TikTok really helped in the sense of it gave me an outlet. It gave me an outlet to do fun and silly things as I was working through this really ugly, dark stuff uh, that I'd had since I was a kid. And I, I didn't know. I just kept. Yeah. Like I do. Like it was it was it was it was not it was I'm like, I got to the point where my husband. Was uh, Mr. Really, Estrada. Yes. Mr. Estrada. <laughs> 915. No. He was really worried about me because wow. he was, some random like, some randoms. TikTok. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Why am I getting this? Are you married to Mrs. Estrada? There's a Mrs. Estrada out there for me. <laughs> You're going to meet at Chico's Tacos? I don't. <laughs> oh, I've taken them once. Georgia's been once or twice, right? Chico's. And I've gotten Chorro twice. Don't even uh, Three times. I know. They always say, oh, I had stomach aches for three days. Oh, 100%. I've gone yeah, twice and gotten it three times. <laughs> <laughs> 
just like even talking, thinking about it, it's like, oh man, wow. I need to go, I need to go pray to God or something. <laughs> All right, back, back like Mr. Estrado. So he was worried about you then. Yeah, right? yeah, but I mean, point is, I went. I'm still going, still getting up, and I, I'm I'm pretty open about stuff like this with my students. Like I've I've gone before when I was like a kid when I was younger, but I I stopped going. Um, and then now when I now that I'm adult, like the big thing for me is I want to. Like, it's funny because you mentioned our family. Sorry, it's going to get real dark. My bad. Um, okay. oh, you wanna, have no wanna, idea how wanna, dark we've gotten go on the podcast. <laughs> I want to go there. I just don't know if we can go from dark to... Nah, fuck it. I know how to do just it. I know dark. how to get us out of the dark. No, no. I have right? a question in my head but, uh, that I want to Because I'm warning you guys, I'm going to mention Jesus Christ. All right? But let's go to... And, well, yeah, I already mentioned God and I feel bad about it already. Yeah, well, I, don't I might cut it out, you know? Just kidding. Because me and I used to be in a cult, so we know what that's about. <laughs> oh my God, we did, dude. I thought you were saying that too. But hey, don't worry. Was, we, right? Don't worry. When Ricky was on, when Ricky was on, uh, uh, we even said, hey, bro, remember when we were in a cult? Are you still in the cult? So that's all right. What did he say? <laughs> no, he was laughing. It's all good. So. No, okay. Anyway, so go we'll, dark. We'll talk and about then... that later, though. But hey, I, I do want to hear, go to the dark place. Like, go to I'm going to go to the dark place. Yeah. So no, here, oh, here's no. what it is. Like, I think there's like a, a generational trauma is a real thing, right? Like our, our parents were struggling with their own mental health issues. You're just going to keep own. the light on me, though. Yes, please do. <laughs> their own, right? Their own, their own mental health issues. And then they, there wasn't a really a way for them to get help back then. Um, it was like you push through and then. Or, or the Hispanic culture was tough enough or just get through it or. Dude, I'll never forget. I was, I was 13 and I, I, I told my dad, like I was having all these issues. So, you know, you know, a little bit about my, my, my background, right? My, and I, I'm pretty open about this. Even my students, like my dad was, was an alcoholic. He still is unfortunately in and out of, in and out of prison for a long time because of because of his DUIs and stuff. And yeah. he's in a better place now, but. I, I added him on Facebook recently. Dude, I don't even think I have him on Facebook. <laughs> he requested, I, yeah, he requested. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good man who has had, you know, he's got his demons, right? Like we all do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. unfortunately the one who suffered the most was probably my mom because she got married when she was so young, but that's not my story to tell. Uh, my story is that I'll never forget. I was, I was like 13 or 14, that Mexican culture. And I, I told my dad, I was in middle school. And I was like, dad, I, I'm struggling. Like, I don't, I don't want to be alive anymore. Like I want to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. He's like, only stupid people commit suicide. And don't forget that. And I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> um, that all thanks. I'm smart. No, right. But like, and okay. So, and I think that's why I, I clung onto the cult. So, cause I wanted something, right. Like I wanted something to help me feel better. Um, and then that took a really dark turn too, because that's a weird thing. Uh, and also, I want to say like, like it's not stupid people that commit suicide, but it, that's the belief. Like, unfortunately, like I was like, oh, he was, and I hate that when people say that. Yes. Like, no, somebody that didn't get the help that was reaching out probably, and they just didn't get the help or didn't get somebody that was listening to them. Unfortunately, so yeah, yeah. you well, know, it's, well, I remember, it's a I remember, thing. Uh, I remember in my abnormal psychology class, it was sad because I remember one of our professors he was talking about it. And it's true, though. I mean, people literally mentally, it like it just becomes a tunnel, and they honestly feel like, "Wow, this is the only choice I have. I, I really have no choice but to to kill myself." You know what I mean? It's sad in that they feel like that's their only option. So, so yeah. it's crazy because, like, as I as I got you know I got through high school and I still I always had these struggles. I always had these struggles, but and then I, I had I wound up getting pregnant, right? Really, well, you know, I got pregnant in my freshman year of college. Um, you know, my, my husband, my now husband. Hell yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. 
right. <laughs> my my now husband back then boyfriend. Uh, we'd been together since we were juniors in, in high school, and and then I was a mom. So suddenly I had this thing, right? So like I'm going to college and I'm a mom and we're working and we're at Texas A&M because we wanted to leave and you know I didn't ever want my kids to feel like I gave up anything because I had. Does that make sense? Like, I didn't want him to think I had any kind of, I'm like, no, we're still going to do everything we said. We're going to do everything we said with my son. No matter, just because I'm in this situation, it wasn't going to stop me from keeping, Yay. like, keep going or moving forward. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good thought and that's a good goal and that's a good thing to tell people. And that's, and, and we did it. I, I still don't know how we did it. There were weeks where, like, we, there were weeks where my husband and I ran off of ramen because <laughs> we were, like, we couldn't oh afford it. So we buy food for a and then, sorry, I'm just gonna awesome. oh, tell us, tell us. Yeah, where well, we buy food for him, right? We buy like chicken and veggies, and he, he and I would be like 23 cent ramen three times a day. This is awesome. But we did it. Like, we paid our mortgage, I mean, our rent. We, we did what we had to do. Um, we got our degrees, and now we're both, we're both educators. And so we have our home and stuff, right? Nice. But like, it's weird. So you would think, like, okay, she's been through all this. Like, I'm in a good place now. Like, I'm, I've, I'm like, I'm not, I'm moving into this like promotion at work. Like I was in this good place at the beginning of quarantine in a lot of ways, but I was also throughout all that time, I just kept masking. Like I knew that was there. Does that make sense? Like I knew that ugly thing was there and I just was like, no, nah, it's fine. It's, I just, so I would do more and more. I would do more and more at work and more and more um, all the time to not feel that. And then well, quarantine happened and no one could do anything. So I was like, dang, like, what am I going to do now? Like I, I, yeah. I'm just left to sit. Um, and then I started that tunnel. That's exactly what it was. Oh like. my gosh, that's horrible. Dude, yeah, because you start to convince yourself, like, you know, like my kids would actually be a lot better without me. Like, these are all the ways that I messed up as a mom. These are all the ways that oh I messed up gosh. as a kid. Yeah, it was ugly. It was, it was bad, bad, bad. Uh, and I got help, thank God. Like, I, my, thank God I had a husband who was supportive and helped me get help. And like, my mom was helping. But even out. he noticed that though, right? Oh, it was, yeah. Like, he'll, he'll tell you, like, if you were to ask him now, like, he'll tell you, like, there was, and it's true, like, it's like I couldn't feel, I don't know how to describe it. It was weird. It was weird. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, but, like, that I think kind of triggered it a little bit, but. How did I, you go about, like, realizing that you needed, that you needed help? I couldn't, like, I lost a crap. You wouldn't believe it now because I've gained it back and then some, but I lost, like, 15 to 20 pounds within, like, a couple of weeks. Like, and I'm not a bigger person. Like, I weighed at the beginning, maybe, like, 135, and I was down to 120 within, like, Cause I couldn't eat. Like I physically couldn't eat, which is not like me. I love food. Um, but then you that, said like you to yourself, you said, I need help or. So or part of force you or tell you. you know, I, I knew something was wrong because I, I knew that I, I started having these thoughts of like, my kids would be so much better without me. Like they, you know, Sergio could get remarried and find a much better mom and a much better wife. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I know it was, it was not. And I don't mean that like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're thinking about it. So it's like, uh, like I try to put myself in people's shoes and it's like, fuck. I mean, I could, I mean, I'm trying to be empathetic and stuff, but yeah, that's horrible to even think that and feel it. You know what I mean? Even if you think, at least for me, even if you think, that's not true it doesn't change how it feels though like oh uh, you still feel it's true even though you might even know well that's not true but it still feels true you know what I mean? so. and if that's exactly and like rational smart me right smart me yeah, yeah. logical you're logical yeah, logical yeah understood this doesn't make sense like no like what you're saying doesn't make sense like yes you're not the perfect mother but you know you're working and you do this and but it, it didn't matter, right? Because I still had these emotions. So I, I went to go talk to a therapist. So part of it, you asked like, why? Like I knew something was wrong when I couldn't 
like it was to the point where I hated going to sleep because I knew that I was going to wake up the next day and I was like I don't want to wake up and have that emotion like it was ugly and so and I'm not smiling because like oh that's weird. but I'm smiling because I've had those same thoughts like sometimes I think like oh, I hope I don't wake up to be honest <laughs> next day right and it's not even because anything's going bad in your yeah, life yeah. Right? Yeah. you just don't want to live like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Don't get it, bro. It runs no, no, family, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know what? And Diego, he was even talking mm-hmm. about like all this anxiety and he was, you know, all this stuff. Judo, she's talked about that too. And so, Ringo, I think my anxiety comes in a different situation. Like, I don't think, like, I don't, I don't think in the sense of like, uh, I could be better. Like, oh, I do think about I could be better, but I don't think about like ending that. Like, I've never thought about that. What I think about is, or my anxiety comes is like how things could end, and so I constantly think about like, oh, uh, this is a intersection. Here we go. Like, and I and I like the three seconds it takes for me to cross that intersection. I thought about a hundred ways that I could get, you know, and mm-hmm. certain things, certain situations, like when I went to the cruise with worm, I don't know how many times I pictured him falling Falling off the balcony. (laughs) Like, don't, dude. Don't fucking do it if I don't. Just swim, bro. I I even said, bro, if it makes you feel better, I'll dive. I'll do the dolphin kit and I'll I'll, I'll carry you, bro. Don't worry. No, I I, Oh, actually, I did have to save him. I did have to save him in the Cayman Islands. You almost Oh, yes. In the Cayman Islands, I almost did drown. I actually oh was drowning. God. I was drowning. In he was. Like 100%. It was for snorkeling. And he's all, I don't need a, I don't need a lifeguard or what, like well, that. And that's, I, I felt like I was a strong swimmer, but at the, I would, I just got caught in the water and I, whatever, I was drowning. But like I was sitting in the living room, staring up at the balcony, door closed and saying, I can fall off the balcony. And just like thinking about how I can fall off of it. And then getting all this weird anxiety stuff. And then thinking about how other people I care about can fall off the balcony. But that's it. That's where I think about stuff like that. I can't I can't fly comfortably because I think about all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. I'm scared of flying. And if I bring I people that. on the airplane with me, I'm thinking about I brought them on here. And it's my fault if something happens. Because I have no control of it. So I have that that kind of anxiety i don't think about like oh like i don't i said ooh, but i don't i don't think about it in a way of like ending my life i know other people do mm-hmm. and so i like there's no way i can talk about that for them or for y'all but that's how where i think about it that's why i was like no i can't relate to that but i have other kind of stuff and I, I get it's like you you understand that it's irrational, right? Like you're like I mean definitely one hundred percent, right? Like you get it, yeah. I but was thinking, yes, because I was thinking about people that weren't even on the cruise with me, falling, falling off the balcony, and I was like, they're not even here. Why am I even thinking about that? That I get makes it. no sense. But I was, and it was freaking me out. And I and it's funny. So that that's actually it's really similar to like when I'm like, okay, Jasmine, like you've done this and you've done this in your life. And like, yeah, like you're not perfect. Like you've messed up like this, but you know, you've done all these good things and you've helped these students. And 
and it didn't and it's not, I don't want to say it didn't matter but it's like I physically couldn't I couldn't put that into any kind of rational perspective right just like you couldn't rationally like it didn't you you understood these people are not on this boat but it still scares me right it was the same thing except it started getting really really bad to the point where I was like okay <laughs> I was like how do you buy this medication like best medication to like it was it was and I was like how do I how do I use the dark web to do this um <laughs> yeah, well, like, you just call me dude I'll hook you up Magic. well I mean it was like bad it was bad but but I I when I started losing weight that was a big like it, I'll never forget um I couldn't eat like I was like in like the third week or so of like I just can't eat um I was eating maybe like 200 calories a day because that's all I could like stomach and mm, my mom was here and she was like, oh, that's all you're going to eat? And my oldest son, he was like, oh, mom doesn't eat. I was like, fuck, like he noticed. Like I was like trying, I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm still being the same me because we would still go out and we would do stuff. And he was like, mom doesn't eat right now. And he's like, she doesn't feel good. And I was like, shit, like I have to get out. Like, Cause I, I, I read this statistic and it was like kids and I could get it wrong now, but I, I remember it was like kids of parents who commit suicide are like 60% more likely or 70% more likely to try to do it themselves. Oh, wow. And I was like, I can't leave my kids with that. And not only that, I'm like, I, I'm affecting them because I'm letting my own like stuff hurt them. So I got into, I get into therapy and the therapist was, it was so nice to be validated because he's like, you have trauma, dude. He's like, well, he didn't call me dude, but he's like, you have trauma from your childhood and it's affecting you now like it's probably affected you forever but because you've been going 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 you never gave it time he's like what were you like in high school and I was like uh I did everything I could do I was never home I was always doing stuff and you always try to occupy your mind I guess right yeah exactly right every and you know that every extracurricular I could do I was gonna do it 100% because I needed to um and he's like you you can't do that right now he's like you need to just sit and rest and it's all coming up so What's really beautiful about this, though, is that it made me realize that I was going to be able to break the cycle, right? Like our parents struggled. I think a lot of a lot of people in our family have struggled and they just kept nah, nah, nah. and then their kids suffered, not because they don't love their kids, but because they didn't have the tools they needed to support their kids. So now I'm filling up my toolkit, right? Like I go to therapy and I feel better, but I also I'm getting all of these methods of how to reframe things and how to engage with my children. And, and it's cool. Cause I've never been like a big yeller or anything, but like, this has really helped me be a better mom. And I hope my kids, that's what I keep thinking. Like, I just don't ever want my kids to feel the way I did. Or if they do, I want them to know where they can get help. I want them to know that I'm a safe place for them to go to, to get help. Um, and I could only do that if I got help. You know what I mean? So that was my, it starts that with was, you. Mm-hmm. so that's why, even though it's a really sad, ugly story, it ends, I think, well, it's not over, it's still going, right? But for me, it opened this door of, you can be, not be better, but like. You can improve your, your situation or your. Yeah. Like think your, about what, Cognitive yeah. thinking, I guess, or something. And it's probably been generations, honestly. Trauma like that doesn't just happen, right? It's like generation after generation. And, and you know, we know a little bit about what happened in our family. Like I have other, the other side of the family that they had stuff yeah, happen. They all have different stories though. We have like what, 12 aunts? They all have different stories. It's okay. But that's my point. Like yeah. if we don't get help for that, we're just going to keep passing it on. Cause we're going to do the same thing that we were shown, right? We're going to use the yeah. same parenting styles. We're going to do, 
Um, and I was like, this is my chance, excuse me, to make sure my kids don't, that when they're older and they go to therapy, it'll be for normal things. Like my mom, you know, laughed at, I don't know, something silly, but like nothing, I shouldn't downplay that, but nothing, I hope traumatic. My therapist said that too. He's like, you're at a crossroads. He's like, if you keep going the way you're going, he's like, your kids are young enough that you haven't done damage. He's like, cause you've been able to control that. He's like, but this is where it'll start. He's like, this is where that trauma will come into play. He's like, or you can go this route where you get help and they don't have to live with what you lived. Um, they don't have to have that burden. And I was like, oh, dang. So that's, that's what I've done for like the last almost year. Uh, just well, a little bit less because it was in September that I started. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. What I'm scared of uh, as being a parent is that I wouldn't oh, want to pass my burden to my son. But I also struggle thinking how much how much that 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 burden helped me in general like to become strong enough to like deal with crummy people in real life that are not family like obviously when you deal with family like it's a different dynamic but when you encounter somebody that's not family that's treating you a certain way and you're like you can realize like oh you're not family i don't have to like respect you i don't have to do this and so I learned how to deal with the situation because of certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me build up and continue to move forward and climb and just be, you know, sort of a better person. Yeah. So, and then if, and in my sense, it's like, well, I don't want my burden to go into my son and he like, see me the same way as somebody else and so I treat him nicer but then when he goes out to the real world you know that's not there to like cuddle him so is he's gonna either learn at that moment or he's gonna get taken advantage and that's mm-hmm. what I, I'm afraid of also like so mm-hmm. it's like it's a cycle where like you know if we're going through a hard time People are going to get tough. And then those tough people are going to build soft people because they're going to hurt them in a way or something. Like, so they're going to look for a way to like, uh, or like they're, I don't know, like everybody's like, everybody's like, oh no, don't hurt me. Oh, you can't talk to me this way. You know? And I was like, well, sometimes you need that, you need that tough love. Which I kind of like. Like, yeah, if, if it's constructive, give us some tough love. If you're just being mean, then, you know, you can walk off. But I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, but do you mind if I provide, like, an alternative perspective? Oh, hell yeah. Or, <laughs> and, and by what has mean means is uh, George, your perspective is wrong. She's going to give you no, the... No, it's not. Nah, because I <laughs> Or is this too hard, too fast? We don't check facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, think you, I think you said, you know, something, you know, powerful there in that, you know, we do grow through our experiences, right? Like they, they mold us, they shape us into who we are. But in my mind, what I'm doing to my, for my kids is I'm not coddling them because I don't just like, I love you, go run wild, right? Um, <laughs> I'm giving them, I'm giving them tools, right? I'm giving them tools into a tool, into their toolbox. And when they do meet those people, instead of doing what I did, which was like, 
I was a super hardcore people pleaser. I still am sometimes um, because that's what I defaulted to. Right. Because in growing up, I was like, shit, if you don't want to get yelled at, like you need to, you need to do this. Right. Um, so I don't want that for my kids. Like I want my kids to have the strength to know that they can stand for what they want, but I don't think I have to treat them. Not that you do that, but I don't think I need to treat them with any less respect than I would treat any other adult, um, for them to do that. So like my four-year-old, uh, she, you, you haven't seen her in a long time, Worm, uh, but she is hilarious and she's also supreme. Exactly like you when you were a kid. You think so? I think yeah. she looks like Sergio. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, my eight-year-old looks like me. But uh, but yeah, so she she's very, very independent, right? So there's times where she does stuff that I know is dangerous. So I was like, okay, I have an option. I can either be like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? Like, don't do that. Get down. Get off of there, right? Whatever. That's option one, which is the one I would default to because that's the one I know. I'm like, or I could, hey, please, please don't do that. Like, please don't get down. Right. I mean, please get down. Hi, oh, she's so funny. She's so funny. Which is option two, which we know doesn't do anything good because then that kid's never going to get down and they're gonna, you know. I'm like, or like option three, which is like what I try to follow is like this idea of of number one natural consequences, but number two, talking her through her actions. So I'll be like, hey, you have two options. I'm like, you can get like assuming it's not something super dangerous, then she doesn't get options, right? Maybe she's jumping on the sofa. I'm like, hey, stop jumping on the sofa please. Right. Or, you know, Hey, don't jump on the sofa or Hey, get down. It's usually my, my, Hey, get, get off the sofa. Cause I don't like saying don't. Um, and she'll be like, uh, I don't want to, which is very normal for a four-year-old. Right. Ooh, I would... Well, right. Because that's my first instinct too, dude. Like I'm not, my first instinct is like, Oh, you don't want to wall. And then we're right. But that's because my first instinct is that, that emotional response, right. Of like, who do you think you are? And I, I'm angry. But then I think if this was another adult who told me no, would I go and hit them? Pues no, because I'm a civilized human being. Um, so why don't no mas. Right. <laughs> right. So like, I'll, I'll talk to her and I'll be like, okay. I'm like, here are your options. I'm like, either you choose to get down now on your own. I'm like, or you keep doing what you're doing, but you're not going to get to do the fun thing we're going to do later. And she'll, st- and it took some time. Um, and she'll stop and she'll think and she'll be like, what's the fun thing? I'm like, well, we were going to watch a movie, but if you keep jumping on the sofa, how are we going to watch a movie together? Oh, and then she'll sit down and then I can talk to her. Why shouldn't you jump on the sofa? I don't know. I'm like, well, no, why shouldn't you jump on the sofa? Cause it'll mess up the sofa. Definitely. And then we can talk about that. Right. And then what can happen to you if you fall? <gasps> I can hurt myself. And I've so far that one conversation takes a long ass time. I'm not going to pretend, but she won't do it again. Like nine times out of 10, she won't do it again because she understands like, oh, I shouldn't do this because I did this. I didn't let her do the thing. Um, I didn't yell at her, but we got there through an alternative. So that's what I mean. You're you're developing critical thinking though. But that, I couldn't do that before. Like that came from therapy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because my first instinct was like, this is making me frustrated. I'm overwhelmed. I am, my feelings are valid. You just changed how I'm going to parent if, if or when I have kids, damn. Ooh, I'm not saying it's, it works all the time though. Don't get me wrong. You'll meet my kids. I mean, you know my kids. My kids are. Oh, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> but, but I mean, maybe they'll grow up and be serial killers, and I'll be like, "Don't do it." I take it out. <laughs> Why <laughs> shouldn't you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Why should you stop stop killing the these people? Yeah. Hey, hey, very quick though. I, George, I get George, my... you're listening to this right now. Cut, cut the serial killer <laughs> stuff off. Nah, nah, leave it on, George. <laughs> hey, I want to get myself um, very quick. No, no, no. I, I want to go back. At one quick. point, 
what point does at what point do your kids get that teacher stare? So I don't even give my students the teacher stare. What? <laughs> what I mean. well, wait, 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 George, give us your teacher stare. No, and then give us your teacher stare if you have one. All right. I don't want to do homework. That's a teacher stare. <laughs> I would if you were to tell me, I'd be like, okay, well, what's stopping you from doing the homework? Would be my response. Mine mine would be like, you don't want to do the homework? That's fine. Don't do the homework. But you know what? When it comes down to doing something fun, that's when you're gonna do the homework because you're not gonna do the fun stuff. And then and just there. And then just there. And that's it. It's like, I don't argue with kids. I do not argue. If you, because when it comes down to the fun stuff, that's when you are going to want to argue. And then you're going to tell me, that's when I will do the work. <laughs> I completely, and that's always my, my thing is always like, okay, what barriers? Like, because sometimes I don't know. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll assign something and then a kid will be like, I don't want to do it. It's dumb. And I'll be like, well, what, what's, what's keeping you from doing it? Like, let's start here. Um, and they'll be like, and then it'll come out later. I'm like, oh, shoot, like that kid had an IEP that I didn't know about, right? Where they had a, like, they had a, a plan for them, like maybe their special needs and I didn't know. And they see this and the, it's not that they don't want to do it. It's like, they're like, miss, I can't do this the way you want me to do it. And then I feel like poop. Um, sometimes it really is like you said, though, they're, they're, they're 14 to 18. So sometimes they're like, I just don't feel like doing it right now. And that's when I'm like, okay, well, the natural consequence to that would be one, you're going to get the zero in the grade book. Two, I'm going to probably call your mom and talk to her about this or your dad or your, you know, your legal guardian. I'm like, and three, when we do exactly that, I'm like, when we move on to the next activity, you're still going to be stuck here. And it's weird. Cause like you would think like the way you talk to a four-year-old wouldn't work with a 14 year old, but it really does because it's all based on like logic. Like, what are you, what are you choosing? Like you make this choice. I'm not, and I, you're, you, you said something so smart. Okay. When you said, uh, I don't fight with kids. Yeah. Once you get into a battle of wills, you've lost because you're the adult. Yeah. 100 percent yeah hey, hey, if you're the hey, adult hey. arguing with a kid yeah like you lost yeah 100%. hey i'm gonna bring us back to the teacher stuff but very quick i just uh want, i want to give myself credit don't uh, bring me back wait, to wait, wait, well first i give us <laughs> credit but one to be uh to be honest you know what i thought was so badass though so going back to when uh, you and your and mr estrada were in uh a and m i thought it was so badass that you guys were living there on campus with a kid balancing school and being a parent i thought that was so badass uh, mm-hmm. that, was, that was just me and i would even tell people oh i had a cousin who did that dude i just thought that was badass and then to give myself credit all right i don't know if you remember i went to your son's uh first uh, you birthday party when i was still at utsa while well, doing my master's and i was working there and uh your mom went and then yeah i made um i made uh, I, I tried try to get there early so we could hang out friday and stuff but but oh well, at least we were, I was there for the birthday party, so I thought that was real cool. You even rented something out, so I Same always thing. remember that. That was such a fun because like it was true. Like I was like so scared because you know I'm like hey, I moved away. Who's gonna come to my kid's birthday party? And you did. Like you came from out of town. Yeah. Like our other cousins came from Houston, and it was yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was cool. Do you remember the beer? You would have huh? gone. I'm sorry, Jorge. I didn't know you. I wouldn't. I would have invited you if I knew you. <laughs> Worm knew me. I don't know why Worm didn't take me. I didn't think any. But well, what's funny though is. Um, so I, what I like about like my fraternity is I knew their family too, like their parent, like I know George's parents, I know his siblings, um, and I know some other fraternity, like their parents and their siblings. So, uh, one of our fraternity brothers, his brother was going to AM, 
So I don't know if you remember during the night, I'm like, hey, do you guys mind if I uh, go go meet them? <laughs> and so, yeah, I went to go meet them there in that little, uh, I, what is it called? It's kind of like 6th Street and all, but, huh? Northgate? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that uh, bar area and stuff. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, well, okay, so now bringing us back to, so that's all I wanted to mention. Now bringing us back to the teacher thing, though. So another video you had, huh, was, uh, I, I, I thought what was so funny was, uh, you're, I think you're on your seventh year of teaching and hey, you're there chilling, grad school, and then first year teachers are panicking. What the hell? So I do want to hear, George, what was your experience as a first year teacher? And then your first, and what advice, and yours has mean, and then uh, what advice do you have for first year teachers? As a first year teacher? Yeah. Uh, see, my thing is weird because I'm a special education teacher, so I don't really have like that. Oh, you're just thrown to the wolves and you have a whole class of 18 to 25 kids. Like, mine is weird. Like, I, I go in, I'm like, I think for me as a special education teacher, you have to know the rule, the laws, the paperwork, the details to the paperwork, and then also be a teacher. And it's weird. Um, All right. Now, Azmin, what, what, and right now, we'll come back to your advice. Azmin, what was your first year teaching experience? <laughs> Those poor kids. Well, <laughs> 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 because you think you know what you're doing, but you don't. Like, you come out, they're all idealistic and... I think about stuff that I did because I, I was so young. Dude, when I started teaching, I was like 22, 23. And they put me to teach seniors. Like I was teaching 18 year olds. And one of my sister was like a, an 18. Like she was in my school. My sister was a senior at the school I taught at my first year teaching. So I knew a lot of kids as my sister's friends, you know? So it was, um, I thought I had to be like this super like, like person and it that it just just it just goes against who I am so the kids knew like what is this what is she doing <laughs> what does that mean what does that mean though like I have to be like yeah that's like, 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 strict, like don't do that no what are you doing oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's what you asked yeah. that's <laughs> not how I took it I thought and you, you know what's funny our like tias that. were teachers too so maybe that's yeah. I thought, the way I took it when he said that ah teacher was like I have to be like ah oh, that I had to you guys with your sound and el paso like come <laughs> on man <laughs> I, 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 I. Um, we do everything so sound effect <laughs> we have to you it just comes out right but yeah yeah so i just i thought i knew i was what i was doing and i and i would i was just so overwhelmed um, but I had a lot of good mentors that helped a lot. So my first year, it was mostly like about making those connections that that kept me sane uh, with other teachers who had been doing it longer and who they helped out. It was not fun. Oh, I yeah. Always. You have to connect with the, the veteran. Definitely. And, and the good veterans, because there's some okay. veterans that are nuts. Right, well, that's know, they're they're, they're well. checked out and they're done. But connect yeah. with the ones that have experience and... They'll lead you. I I'm I was lucky enough that I had a lot of good teachers that just taught me the way, man. And that's what it was. And unfortunately, like these past few years, a lot of them have been lost, and I feel bad about it because 
I don't think I would have. I would still be a teacher right now if it wasn't for them. Wow, that's cool. Hey, it was me. We didn't even. We we haven't even gone to a third of the things I wanted to talk to. I guess to, to end, um, George, you don't know this. Uh, Husband got teacher of the year one year. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, you did, right? <laughs> or did I imagine that? No, I did. I did. So, George, did you ever get teacher of the year? Uh, I like to, like, fly under the radar. Like, I, <laughs> I do a lot of good, but just, like, I don't need the recognition. <laughs> I'm sure she didn't ask for the recognition, but uh, no, I no, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm not, I, I'm kidding. How does that feel getting recognized, though? Um, I mean, it feels nice. So the way I don't know how they do it, like in other cities, I don't know if it's like a Texas thing, but the way it works here, uh, I'm also gonna shout out my like my husband's a teacher of the year this year, so I'm like, ooh, he's cool because we teach at the same school. But nobody um, likes to show up. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> We get it. You're TikTok famous. You're the <laughs> greatest teacher in the world. Teachers. You're Your the best at what you do. Greatest. We get it. Oh, my no, God. No. <laughs> I'm just no. here as a teacher with a podcast on the side. I get I it. Podcast, but no, <laughs> the way it works is uh, we, our, our, our colleagues vote, right? Like everybody votes for teacher of the year. I don't know if they do it for you, the same for you all. And then whoever gets the most votes, that's who wins there. What I didn't so that that's how it works. Our colleagues, that's why I cannot get to. <laughs> that's how it works on my campus. I have no friends. <laughs> but I'm that's barely is French. Don't even. But so that that feels nice, right? Like, oh, other people I work with recognize that I, you know, I work hard, and it, it's really nice. Um, what's weird though is that it takes a weird turn because from that point, like, if you, it does. Once you're done, right, with that, like, I thought that's it. You get teacher of the year and you're done. Like, no. Then there's, like, a next step where you have to go and do an interview. And then they select the top five teachers for the secondary school, right? So I was was lucky enough to get to that point. But those people are freaking cutthroat. Like, I was like, oh, I won. I'm just going to go talk and be myself. And they're like, no, you have to do this presentation and you have to go practice. And then it all becomes, like, this weird semi-quasi-political game. What do you do the presentation to? to all these different people from central office oh wow and, and it's a whole thing like you have to like plan and then you go to a gala and then they announce the winner and then that winner goes on to the regional level and then from there it's the state so like wow. the year that i i lost because <laughs> i got top five and then i lost um so wait, the, how far did you go regional or state or no no i didn't even win it for my district i just i got it oh, for my wow. school and then i got top five um but the, the person who won from our district went on to win at the state level oh wow nice like yeah, she's she's a, she's awesome. Like she's like an amazing teacher. But the the it was weird because I didn't realize how much went into that. Huh? That it's a competition. But not only that, that it's like it's everything. Like everything about your image from that point becomes super controlled. And I was like, I just didn't know. Like I just I honestly didn't know how much how much that was. It's cool. Like. And, you know, other, I, I definitely think it's great that we, we recognize teachers who deserve it and, like, work hard because all teachers deserve it. Like, all teachers deserve recognition, especially after this year. But I just didn't – I wasn't prepared for the political side of it, and I didn't I didn't yeah. care for that very much. Wow, that's great. So the, the teacher who won uh, – um, all went all the so way to – You should have just so walked in and teaching said – Teaching at where she's at, or was there a promotion, or is she doing no, – she's, she's still – she's teaching where she's at. She's a middle school teacher, and she does, does a lot she of win anything? What does she win for winning? You get money at every step of the way. Nice. Yeah. George, when you, when you win. 
Let your motivation be and be like, hey, you know what? One point something thousand followers, <laughs> 1.3 million <laughs> likes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know what? When somebody said, like, if, if there was a teacher of the year award anywhere near me, and they said I needed to like interview and do like a whole what is this like a American Idol or The Voice? Mm-hmm. Like, mm, you know that my kids don't benefit from this. Nah, I'm out. I don't care. Definitely <laughs> do not care. The only cool thing that I'm like, dang, is that when you do win, that recognition kind of it doesn't go to your kids, but people are more willing to help out your kids. Does that make sense? Because then you can use it. still kind of like like with TikTok, right? Like I had that. I have you know some funny videos which are fun, but then I put but out you, that video. Then you mm-hmm. can get that better. Okay. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Say your thing, and I'm gonna say it. Go ahead. No, just that. That I'm like I'm like I can kind of see why you if you knew how to do it, you could use that to your advantage because you could like. Hey, you, you have access to people that you wouldn't normally have access to. And you could be like, you know what, this is going on on my campus. And this, you know, these are the things that might, and people follow you and people are, are, are a little more willing to, to maybe help a little bit, especially in, in El Paso. Like, I think like every single school pretty much is like a title one school. Um, our kids need as much, as many resources as, as others are willing to give. So I can see why somebody like could use it. I just don't have that kind of cape. Like I, I didn't have it in me to, to do, to do all that. And the person who won more than deserved to win. Like she, she deserves to, like, I deserve to lose is what I'm getting at. But even if they <laughs> no, had no. They're all great people. I get no, it. Like, but I think for me, it would be like a, I don't want that kind of recognition because then I have to be somebody that I don't want to be. Like I have to pretend like I'm, I'm a perfect person and I'm not a perfect person. So this no, is why I like it. And this podcast, like, it almost shows, like, I'm not a perfect person. And, like, at the very beginning, Worm said that I want to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I would like to be famous. But What's for the, the fact that if maybe that fame could help somebody else. Like, my only thing of always doing anything that I've done on social media is how can I help somebody else? Yes. And so that's my thing. Like, if I can, if I do become famous, then how does that help somebody else? How does it help the special needs community? How does it help somebody that's struggling with mental illness and, uh, you know, thinking about suicide and all that stuff that we just talked about? I, uh, or at the very least, like I've always told Warren, at the very least, does this podcast entertain somebody? And I think it does. Like, somehow, like, our jokes are just being weird ourselves. It entertains someone. But if you can help somebody realize that they're not alone, that we're all going through something, and that's what it is. Like, I don't want to be the teacher of the year and then have my hands tied. I can't do what I want because I have to pretend I'm the I'm perfect. And then as soon as I mess up, it's like, hmm, this is your teacher of the year? No. <laughs> Yeah. All right. To kind of wrap up, that way uh, we don't hold up uh, Hasmin and stuff. Uh, one last question, if you have one, if, if you feel comfortable sharing. By chance, do you have a too hard, too fast story? You know, and by too hard, too fast, where, you know, you drank too hard, like too many, <laughs> drank too fast, and you just got drunk in an hour, two hours, whatever. I 
don't. Hey, do you know, do you have a story of someone else? Maybe you're at a party and they got drunk. I'm sure I do, but I can't think. I know that sounds dumb, but I can't, I can't think right now. No? Okay. No, that's fine. Sorry. I'll think of one. So if we continue this, right. I can tell you. Get, dude, we didn't even get through like a third yeah. of stuff. So I have so much, but hey, Fernet, you, uh, would you come back again? Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Just only because I have to get the kids to bed because I'm like, oh, shoot, it's 9.15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So no, to your best story, but um, think of one. <laughs> next, think of one for the next time. All right, so it's to our first. This is the end. We've reached it. It's Thursday. And you know what that means? Tomorrow's Friday. Hasmin, Jasmine, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling really good. Thank you all for, for inviting me. This was a lot of fun getting to just talk to, to both of you. This was fun. Hey, we, we talked about fun stuff. We talked about TikTok stuff. We talked about real stuff. It got real, real, real quick in certain <laughs> situations. But I appreciate that you opened up. We kind of talked about, you know, we were all vulnerable. I can't even talk anymore. But thank you for going too hard to pass with us. Worm, what are you going to say? Teacher of the year at Miss Estrada915. Go follow her on TikTok. Thank you. Yeah, you, you deserve it. And you deserve anything that comes your way. You seem like an awesome person. I've just met you right now. And I appreciate that. Of course, she's my cousin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's the only negative thing against you. <laughs> but other than that, I appreciate that you came on the podcast and you're willing to come back on. We follow each other on the Instagrams now. So we'll hook up again. And with that said, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Bye. Just a look.